Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Confident Writer Podcast. How are you today? What's been going on? Fill me in on your life. How was Halloween? Uh, if you listened to my last episode, you will know that I, I, I just, I don't know what happened. I totally forgot to buy candy for trick-or-treaters. It just it completely slipped my mind. And I think it's because the start of October was very slow. The days at the beginning of the month felt just so long. And and like I, I was stuck on, you know, October 10th for five weeks. And then all of a sudden, October 31st was just here in a snap. And the weekend, I just, it didn't click. It just honestly didn't click. And I was like, oh my God, it's Monday. It's Halloween. I can't believe it. And that is why I was just so so bad about candy this year. And I will make it up to all the trick-or-treaters next year. I will buy like full-size Skittles and Snickers and anything else. And apparently people are putting potatoes as an option to give to trick-or-treaters. And you know what? I like a potato, so maybe I'll do that too. All this to say, how was your Halloween? Did you dress up? Did you dress up your pet? If you dressed up a pet... You need to, the minute this episode is done, tag me on Twitter and or Instagram <laughs> at BethanyHensel13 and show me the the amazing masterpiece. Sorry, that was my cat. My cat Edward just hit the microphone. Um, I did not dress him up. I used to. He was Dracula one year, which was very like appropriate. He was a vampire, actually. He wasn't Dracula. He just had like the vampire cape. But it's appropriate because I don't know if anyone knows this, but Edward, my beautiful old man cat who just had a birthday, is named after <laughs> a very famous vampire, Edward Cullen. Hey, you know what? I devoured the Twilight books when I was younger, okay? I, I have no shame. Breaking Dawn was a little bit hard for me to get through. In fact, I actually don't think I've read that in its entirety yet. But Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, I read those monsters. I, uh, one I read on a plane ride down to Florida, and then I read the other two while on vacation. It was amazing. I digress. My cat just hit the microphone. That's why I brought him up. But But you, if you have a pet that you dressed up, yeah, you gotta you gotta show me those pictures because that's what I live for. Now let's see. What are we talking about today? I actually have a really good tip for you today. And it hit me whenever I was just the other day, it hit me. I was like, I need to write. I have so many stories in my head, so many books that I want to finish because the last well, the last two years have been really, really hard for me. I lost a pet every single year, the last two years. In 2020, right when the pandemic was starting, I lost Bolitar. And in 2021, I lost April. And 2022 has been tough because I have several senior pets. And it's just, um, they're worth every penny, they're worth every minute. But I worry about them a lot. And I try not to, but it's been very, very difficult for me to write. Um, just because my mind is elsewhere and I'm stressed. And we have talked about the mental lift that writing can sometimes be. 
But lately, I have been feeling really, really just into it again, craving it, you know, just really, really like, come on, let me sit down, let me find the time, let me do this. I need to write. But the thing is, is that I had a tiny bit of free time over the weekend, and I was like, I need to write, and I didn't do it. And I tried to figure out why the heck wouldn't I do something that I want to do so badly. And I boiled it down to, well, one aspect to this. It was too ambiguous. I want to write. Okay, well, what does writing mean? You and I have talked about this. Writing can be fingers on a keyboard, looking at your computer. It can be pen in hand, writing a notebook in a notebook. It can be driving, daydreaming, thinking, talking it out, outlining, planning. It can be many, many things. And then what do I want to write? How do I want to write? When do I want to write? For how long do I want to write? And all of a sudden, my brain gets so overloaded and gets so like, ah, what's going on? I don't know what to do. There's like a billion different paths to take. I know I won't take any. That is what happened. It happened in a split second. All of this happened very quickly. And in that moment of I want to write, my brain totally went, oh, what does that mean? And then in the next second, it was like, oh, I can't write. (laughs) Or, you know, it just it all in the short amount of free time I had, I was wrestling with this idea of what do I do? What do I do? Instead of actually writing, because the goal was too ambiguous. And that's what I want to talk about today. This is my tip for you. When you have a goal, that is something as big and creative and thoughtful as writing. It can feel very abstract. It can feel feel very like a cloud, you know? Writing is a big mental lift and it can feel very abstract. How do you deal with something like that? How do you make yourself excited to deal with something like that? How do you muster the momentum? God, that momentum to sit down and dedicate 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, however long you have to that task, whenever it is so ambiguous, abstract, um, amorphous, I guess we could use that word. Apparently, the letter of the day is A. (laughs) Ambiguous, amorphous, abstract. My advice for you, and this worked for me because I think it was Sunday evening that I I kind of had this free time and I was wrestling with myself. Halloween, I was useless. I could do nothing. That day was so busy. But Tuesday, uh, yesterday, I thought to myself, I get it now. The goal was too ambiguous. It was too abstract. I need to make it more concrete because not only is it helpful for me to know, to see the steps forward, that was Edward. He says hi, but it also lets my brain settle down. It also makes it feel un well <laughs> unoverwhelming. Yes, I am a writer. Yes, I am a I am an editor. Unoverwhelming. That's the word we're going for right now. <laughs> but no, it made my brain settle down. It was like okay, write a book. Whoa, that feels like a billion different things. But write five hundred words of chapter one. That felt a little bit better. Now we can go into what the heck does chapter one mean? Where does chapter one start? And that can kind of come with its own questions and 
you know, things that can feel abstract and big. But my point is, is that if you can boil it down, if you can take the big abstract thing and make it a little less ambiguous, make it a little more concrete, it can help your brain say, okay, now I know what to do. I am not stuck in some analysis paralysis. I'm not at war with myself. I can just write 500 words. You know, another example, I am, I don't know if renovating is the right word. It's not like I'm knocking down walls. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I'm, uh, I- I'm doing anything major to my house. But I am fixing it up. Like new kitchen cabinets. I am sanding all the trim to paint it. I am putting in new flooring. I. I say I as if I'm literally doing it all on myself. Uh, my brothers and dad are sanding, putting in new flooring, and doing the kitchen cabinets. I'm getting a new bathroom. And when I, when I turn it into something ambiguous, uh, do the house, it's like, what do I do with that? What does that actually mean? And it makes me in that free time, in those moments of free time I have, in those pockets, do the house isn't helpful. It makes me feel overwhelmed and it it like freezes me. But if I can say, okay, do the house, what does that actually mean? All right, sand the baseboards and trim in my living room. Okay, cool. One task, one concrete task, concrete goal, and I can do that. My brain doesn't seize up. My brain doesn't go, oh my gosh, do the house. What the heck am I supposed to do with that? No, it says, okay, concrete goal of that is to sand the trim and baseboards in my living room. No more, no less. It's just going to be that. And that feels, well, I was going to say good, but actually I have been sanding. I have been sanding so much. I can't even tell you. I woke up in the middle of the night because my arms, I mean, the muscles of my arms had just clenched. <laughs> it was so painful. So I'm not going to say, oh yeah, this one task sounds like a lot of fun. Anyone who's sanded baseboard knows that task is not fun. However, I would rather sand a thousand houses and the baseboard than do a single room of joint compound. I hate joint compound. Let me get back to the topic. When I have do the house versus sand the baseboard, you can see how one option kind of frees you up. It doesn't clutter your brain. It doesn't make you go, oh, what does that mean? What do I do? When do I do it? How long? Etc. It's like, okay, this is the task. Sand the baseboards. So for writing, write a book. Oh, that's big. That, that can feel scary. That can feel very overwhelming. Where do you start? How do you start? When do you start? All this stuff. But if you can just say, do a character profile of the main character, no more, nor, no less, that becomes very doable. And it also feels, you know, it feels like accomplishment. It's a win. Write a book, big, ambiguous, abstract. Do a character profile of your main character. You see the difference in that. One feels big, like I said. One feels a little more empowering. One feels a little bit more like you're in control. And when you're done with it, it's a win for you. And in writing, (laughs) we need to take as many wins as we can get. 
And you sitting down to do a character profile is a big win. You sitting down writing 500 words. You sitting down outline act one. Maybe that's it. That is a win. And in that win, as you collect them, you get momentum. You start feeling good. You start feeling like, hey, I'm actually making some progress. You can see progress when you have solid, concrete things as opposed to write a book. And you might feel like you are never making progress on that thing because it's such a huge, ambiguous task. So my advice for you is to take that ambiguous task and make it as solid as you possibly can. It'll help you just stay organized. It'll help you stay focused. It'll retain that that very precious mental energy in your gas tank, which we've talked about. And it'll just give you those wins, which will give you momentum. Because I know, I know how detrimental it can be and how easy it can be to just want to give up on something when it feels like you are not making any progress. For instance, I am doing this exercise program and it is a hundred days of workouts. It's called morning meltdown, I think. And the thing is, is that I was doing really, really good. And then I fell off the wagon because I got super busy. I am talking like from the moment I woke up to the moment I just, I could not give a fingernail more. I was busy. And, um, and I hated that I wasn't able to continue with it. And I will, like, I'll get back to it. But at the same time, it was like, Honestly, I <laughs> I was doing this exercise program, but not doing the nutrition side of it. I don't know why I thought that'd be a good idea. So I, I self-sabotaged. I definitely didn't do it the right way. But it was very hard, busyness aside, because really, we can talk about time and excuses and how much you really have to give. But all that aside, because I wasn't doing the program correctly, because I was not eating correctly, I was doing these workouts and not seeing any results, none. I wasn't losing weight. I wasn't gaining weight, but I wasn't losing weight. I I kind of wasn't even feeling stronger, even though I will say I can do burpees much better. Like I, I do feel like I did get stronger in hindsight, but it is very hard to continue doing something when it feels like you are hitting your head against the wall because you're not making progress. I understand this. And for us writers, it is it is prevalent. It is everywhere. This feeling of I am writing and writing and I am not getting anywhere. So I want you to set that down, that feeling, because it is so draining. And, it, you know, it's real. I don't want you to say, oh, it's fake. How I feel is fake. No, no, no. Your feelings are always valid. And it, it is just the industry. It is the, <laughs> it is the writer life that it is very insular. There are forces on the outside that help us gauge if we're doing well, such as connecting with readers. I mean, that's a big one. We are writers to connect with readers. And when it feels like you can't get to that level, or when it feels like you are just writing the same three chapters over and over and over again, it's like, where is my progress? What am I doing? Is this for me? Am I hitting my head against the wall? Am I, am I cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs to help this, to combat that feeling of, I don't feel like I'm making progress. I want you to take the ambiguous of your writing, 
whether that's your process, whether that's your book. And I want you to make it as solid as you can. Write a book becomes one character profile for your main character. Write a book becomes outline act two. Write a book becomes edit chapter five. So take the abstract, this cloud of creativity, and give it solid shape. It'll give you wins. It'll give you motivation. It'll, it'll make you feel like you're making progress. And that can be one of the most powerful tools that you as a writer need and can use to keep going. So I'm going to wrap this up because I want you to send me your pet Halloween photos. <laughs> Tag me, like I said. And, you know, I know that Twitter right now is in a little bit of a limbo. But I want you to know that there is community for you outside of Twitter. My Write Club is free and open to everybody. I don't care what genre you write. I don't care if you're new and you just started your first book or if you're a veteran and this is your 15th manuscript. As long as you're a nice person, you are so welcome to come into this group. Also, my newsletter I, this is my way of speaking directly to you, like the podcast for sure, but the newsletter for sure. I include so much in my newsletters and again, totally free (laughs) and you get first look at a lot of things, book covers, polls, giveaways, contests. It's a good time. And if you are worried that Twitter will just be gone one day or you don't want to pay a fee, I don't blame you. I'm not going to pay a red cent. Please. Come on in to the Write Club, sign up for the newsletter, and if you sign up for the newsletter, you get a free masterclass that talks about the the biggest mental blocks that you might be dealing with as a creative and how to get those away from you. I've been working with writers about these for a very long time. I know that they can be insidious and powerful and very hard to release yourself from, and that's why I created that training. Once you sign up for the training, you also immediately get access to my freebie library. And there's some great stuff in there. Check it out. It's made with love and designed for your success. So newsletter, write club. I'd love to have you in both. And um, yeah, let's just hope Twitter stays. (laughs) I was going to say a safe place, but But there's some uh, mean people on Twitter sometimes. However, I will say, I will say my experience there has been so nice. And it's because of people like you. The writing community, 99.9% of writers are incredible people. And I love interacting with you guys. I have made some of the coolest, most awesome friendships because of Twitter. And I just, I would love to officially meet you too. So please join the Write Club, sign up for the newsletter, and get that class, get access to the freebie library, because this is what it's all about. It is for you. This this podcast and what I do. So you have a place to go to just help you through it, to have that community. All right. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Hang in there. It's all going to be okay. Happy Nano tag me with your progress with your pet photos I'll be cheering for you bye